Yeah, Ronnie, back here again, recording another podcast episode. I'm sure you're nursing a hangover still after your team won the URC this weekend. What do you mean my team won the URC? We all know how much are you, you making, Are you making a joke now? You're making a yeah, joke now. Some people say I'm quite good at that. Yeah, the crickets. Can you, whoever's editing this, obviously, <laughs> insert crickets yeah. there. On that note, now, I realize you named this, uh, your, your, your preliminary title for, the, for today's agenda is Vipia, your lack of thing. That kind of irritates me because, well, VPA were kicked out of the, didn't make it in the Curry Cup and the VPA are not the Stormers. Fair enough. But one advantage of you reading that out right now is that I have a recording of you saying VPA, you're like a ding, which I can now repeat, repeat, and hopefully one day make your ringtone. <laughs> that would be the ultimate prank. I don't, I don't think you're smart enough to be able to do that editing. Well, challenge accepted, Ronnie. I have something I have to get off my chest about this weekend. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Please tell us. We're all waiting to hear what you have to say. So on Monday morning, I decided to try and take the piss out of the Blue Bulls supporters and posted that picture from Marku of the Blue Bulls jerseys on sale at 99 Rand. For any of the folk listening to this podcast, that was a meme. I wasn't actually selling Blue Bulls jerseys for 99 Rand. <laughs> <laughs> I must have me. had... Over 150 people message oh, asking where to buy this jersey. Then I would tell them it's a meme, it's just a joke. And they're like, oh, okay, can I buy it online? Is this a typical Bulls thing? And then we had one sweetheart who took it just a little bit further, dear old Martha, who asked me where she could buy extra large Blue Bulls underpants. I don't, I don't know what's going on here in Pretoria. You guys need to, to get with the program a little bit. We were taking the piss out of you because you lost the final to Western Province or to the Storm. I, I, I feel like I should. I feel like this is a. This is, we should be unpacking this a bit more. But I, to be honest, I don't actually know what to say about that. I mean, <laughs> that's, I, don't, I don't know what to say. It was unreal how many people messaged requesting to buy this bloody jersey. Why? I don't. I don't understand it. And Martha wanting to buy extra large underpants. That's that's quite funny. It's quite classic, really. Yeah, so that that gave me a bit of a, a, a laugh and frustration this week. But otherwise, I was pretty chuffed. I got a good weekend's rugby in, spent some time with Opa watching the games. And it was really a lacquer one, Ronnie. Where did you watch? Yeah, I saw a statue at home also, uh, or my parents' home. It was nice that a bunch of finals actually happened all together because this wasn't just midweek. You're running them all midweek games. These were actually finals and there's a lot of passion and, you know, Oaks... Oaks a lot of emotions involved in all the games. Yeah, it was it was an epic, and the games were nicely spaced out during the day. So they were, they were. let's take a look yeah. then at the the first one, Super Rugby. I think that was a bit of a, <laughs> a different so score. So who what did I was you expecting. call there? Can I just ask who did you call there? Because I know you put up a, a bit of a you put up a meme right of Ronnie and yourself and, and our three main main picks that we that we put there. Who did you pick for that first one? I definitely picked the Blues for that one. I'm going to have to own that decision. I thought they were going to do it. They were on a 15-game win streak at that point in time. Yeah, but Richie Monga. <laughs> oh, I knew you were going to pull this conversation back to Richie Monga. Must I get Carla and Shane back on the pod to tell you that Bowden is still better? Or are you going to believe my well, Listen, they clearly don't know what they're talking about either. So, I mean, I've got the stats, right? So I just obviously need to go find the stats and then... And we unpack that a bit that Richie Munga actually scores more points per minute on the field than uh, Bone Barrett does. So we'll, we'll unpack that for sure at some point in the year when I when I feel like explaining data to you. 
But yeah, I think that that was the biggest score of the weekend in terms of the finals. Crusaders running out victorious away from home. 21-7 win for them. Quite a, quite a large score for a final and definitely not something I expected. Yeah, I reckon the Blues were out of it for most of the game, really. There was a bit of a period in the start at the start of the second half and they actually scored their try where the Blues came back a little bit. In all honesty, I just think the Crusaders were in control from minute zero. You know, if you've got a classy fly-off like Richie Mwanga and a coach like uh, Razor, you're going to win. You're going to win. Yeah, that's for sure. And I think, I don't know if you noticed that when the teams were running out, the guys holding the flags for the Blues were in the incorrect order. So instead of, you know, each flag had a letter, instead of it spelling blues, it spelled oh, Beules, no. B-E-U-L-S. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a bit of a laugh. They stuffed that one up. But I mean, you're never, ever going to win a final if you lose 10 of your own balls on your own throw to the lineout. Sam Whitelock had... Yeah, their li- lineout collapsed, right? Uh, their lineout really did collapse. It was quite shocking, really. Yeah, Sam Whitelock pinching all their ball, and he did it with a broken thumb. Really? I didn't actually know he had a broken thumb. Yeah, he had a it's broken amazing. thumb. It's amazing. No, well done to the Crusaders. Look, I just felt that the Crusaders are the team that have been there the most and they're just so incredibly successful at winning Super Rugby and, you know, they haven't had the best season, you know, the season that you would attribute to the last couple of years that they've, you know, shown. You know, they were just there. They just won on the day against the Blues. So well done to them. It was, it was really impressive. I mean, I thought it was really clinical performance. Their kicking was spot on. Their breakdown, they were so accurate at the breakdown. If you, like you say, if you're just pinching 10 lineouts, yeah, that's, that's already, that's a massive, massive head start. But yeah. So he, so Coach Razor also, yeah, he also did a bit of a breakdance at the end there, which I think everyone's was excited to see. He's, yeah, what do you think of the breakdancing? Numia Tialata saying it's an embarrassment. Like, we're actually there to have a bit of fun when we play rugby and watch, exactly. and watch rugby. So by all means, if you want to do that, and it's, it's cool. And I just find it incredibly surprising that a rugby coach could breakdance so well. Like, yeah. Where did he learn that? What was he in his, in his pastime? Does he go to the club and breakdance? Watch Rassi versus Rob or Razor with a little bit of a dance-off coming to you. We've seen Rassi's moves yeah, okay. as well. <laughs> Just, I think, I think I would also be break dancing if that was my sixth title in my sixth year as a coach. Eh? Yeah, I think he's probably getting bored of it now. He's trying to say, "Hey, let me win a, a World Cup with the All Blacks now." Yeah, or even better, Razor, come over to South Africa, coach the Sharks, and win the URC. You know, why yeah, not? we need a, we need a, we need a coach at the Sharks for sure. Yeah. But, I mean, that's a conversation all over the later stage. And then Ronnie, the second final of the day, the English Premiership. That was Leicester versus Saracens. All right, so I think in that meme that you are back with Leicester, so that's two for two for me for sure, but I'm super great actually back Saracens. So last minute change of heart, and I thought, yeah, no, of course the Saracens are going to take this. They're back from having been uh, relegated for all their uh, troubles with the salary cap, but you know what? They've got really good players in the likes of Owen Farrell and Mario Torche, and I was like, yeah, no, this is... The Saracens are going to take this. And then Leicester obviously decided, said no, they were going to win and uh, beat the Saracens. And I thought that was awesome. So uh, I think Leicester played incredibly well. They just managed to control the game. Much like the Crusaders did, maybe not as uh, they didn't run away with it, but they controlled the, the pace of the game quite well. Yeah, I think it was quite disappointing that George Ford got injured in about the 20th minute. I was quite keen to watch him versus Owen Farrell. You know, Ford is leaving the club um, now at the end of the season. Andre Pollard will be joining them as their 10 next year. You know what really brought it back for, for Leicester? Because Saracen started to get a bit of a hold on the momentum of the game. Two South Africans. Henry Liebenberg scores a try. And then Jasper Visa scores a try. 
Visa actually even an earning man of the map. Yeah, you make a good point. Uh, the South Africans actually turned up that day and 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 won that well for Leicester. For Leicester, so yeah, and I mean there was a right. there was a third South African on the pitch for Saracens though. Uh, Vincent Koch, he was also there. So yeah, it was a it was a quality game between two very very quality sides. And you know, Saracens even had a man up for the last bit of the game when Matt Scott was sinbinned. Thank goodness for Freddie Burns because. <laughs> Uh, he slotted that clinch or the clincher of a drop goal right at the end, hey? Yeah. yeah. Are you going to beep that out or not? <laughs> yes, I will. I will indeed, Ronnie. <laughs> because I, 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 was told, I was told last week that uh, we swear too much on the show. And surprisingly, I don't think we swear at all. But yeah, maybe we do. Oh, um, maybe. Well, I just want to unpack something there. But you've been quite critical of Yas Fafisa in recent months, but him winning man of the match and actually playing pretty damn well in that final. Uh, uh, is he how Springbok eight? Yeah, but that was in England. That doesn't count. What mean that was in England? The final was in England for an English team. He doesn't so do you're this. saying his, his incredibly good performance for Leicester in, in, in the Premiership final doesn't warrant his selection at eight for the Springboks? No, it warrants a selection to the squad, but not to start at eight. I, so who's going to start at eight? You still think Dwayne from here? No, Dwayne's, Dwayne's out at the moment. Jasper, unfortunately, is going to get the eight jersey for the Wales series, but I would definitely no, no, rather Wales, see Wales aside, long-term goal. We, we're talking about the World Cup next year. Who is our eight? Definitely Evan Roos. Evan Roos? Definitely. Okay, well, on the note of Evan Roos, shall we move to the Stormers to the Bulls? Or do you have, some, do you have, do you have three cents to, to give us? Yeah, I actually just have one more thing, and this is a, a shout-out okay, okay, from, well, from the rugby punter to Richard Wigglesworth, scrum half, former English player. He is now officially the oldest player to ever win a premiership title. Do you know how old he is, Ronnie? Oh, how old? 39. Flippin' impressive, eh? old. Mornay, you're going to have to hang around a couple more years at the Bulls, my friend. <laughs> well, one more year, so yeah. Mornay will be 39 next year, I'm sure. <laughs> Okay, well then, uh, let's. You mentioned Evan Rio, so Stormers Bulls. Why well, you always make me talk, so give my first opinion? So you tell us what you thought. Yeah, I think that was not expected. I think many people thought the Bulls were going to take it. They had momentum on their side. They just seemed to be getting it all together. And actually, for the first half, the Bulls did look like they were going to take it. They scored a, a try early on. Yeah, a bit of a scrappy affair with all the rain. I think that complicated things a lot. Just a shout out there to Kirtley Aronser. That guy was like Israel Falau in the air. In those conditions, he fielded every single eyeball that they shot. That's your opinion. Way. Yes, that's my opinion. That's Can I, as a co host, retract the shout out? Yes, you may. Well, I'm not going to. <laughs> I just wanted to understand. So you're handing out shout outs here like it's bloody Christmas. Okay, so I, I'll tell you, Bulls, I was convinced they were going to win. Obviously, we both backed them on that little meme that you put in. I backed them on Super Brew. I backed them in every bloody platform I could. When I was watching the game, my mom was convinced that Bulls were going to win. I was convinced the Bulls were going to win. My dad was not willing to make a bet, and I actually think that may have jinxed the Bulls. But anyways, the Bulls ended up losing. I thought, you know, Stormers, I don't want to say it, but they deserve to win. So well done to them. Got a little bit of payback for the previous final that the two faced and the Bulls taking that one. But you know what? Well done to the Stormers. Well, it's a South African team that took it at the end of the day. I think old Flum, yeah, Stephen Kitschoff, well done to him. He's a, he's a very good captain and I think he's very inspirational. And John Dobson also, yeah, what, a, what a legend. Yeah, he's now officially the best decorated coach of the Stormers. Can you believe it, eh? It's impressive. Sure, actually, And it's I actually amazing. think 
Dion Ferry should be attributed a huge amount. They should make a statue there at Cape Town Stadium of that man. Because he's a beast, eh? He's got I both. Think, he's, if, he had, if he had a third eye, that one would also be black. Ridiculous. Yeah. That guy was involved in everything. And he is the only reason they were still in it in the second half after that halftime. I think in our, our friends group, I even said at 20 minutes that Oak's going to be the man of the match. He was on fire for the Stormers in every single rap. And honestly, he deserves his place in the Springbok squad without a shadow of a doubt. And so starting in the squad. Yeah, it's very difficult to put him starting, but I could imagine him doing a Heinrich Brousseau for us against the All Blacks, eh? They don't, they don't like like fetches. They don't like fetches like that. Clutch, clutch moment. Dion Free goes into the rack, comes out with the ball and another black eye. So yeah, I, I actually do agree. It's very, it's very because you know we he's been he's been in the mix for all these years and always known him to be that hooker that played for Stormers and whatnot. And now suddenly he's playing flank and he's playing a lot better. I feel at flank and he's just ferocious. He's it's almost like a bongi. I would say that somebody that just that just hurts you. In the in, words in, of bongi, he's dark. Yeah, he's dark. He's got that yeah. finger, right? So that's, that's well done to him. I'm also very proud that he made it. I think I also just want to mention with respect to this Stormers game, how shit that field is. Yeah, that field was struggling a lot. Okay, okay it did rain a lot, but you're no, that, that field. that doesn't matter. Week in, week out, when we played the British and Irish Lions, that field was picking up. Every yeah. single game we, we, we watched there, that soil picks up. It's, yeah, what are they, they doing? To... What are they not doing there? They need to sort that out. I think the groundsman and John Dobson had the same look on their faces in the 75th minute, <laughs> albeit for different reasons. But no, I thought it was a lack of display for South African rugby. Very, very epic to see South African team lifting the title. Also, I think quite wholesome to see the kids at the end dishing out the medals. I thought that was a nice touch from, from the Stormers as well, or from the, the URC itself, whoever organized that. Very, very, very well done, Stormers. I still support the Stormers over any other country's team. So South Africans got their name first on that. So the Stormers will obviously claim that they got their name first on that trophy. And the rest of South Africa will claim that a South African team got their name first on that trophy and were the first to drink a beer out of it. So yeah, rightly um, so. Upon, I'm with the rest of the South Africans. Well done. We got to drink a beer out of that trophy first. So Okay, so Ronnie, then I just want to put this to you and see what your thoughts are on it. Uh, final now between Crusaders and the Stormers. In Cape Town, let's Crusaders. say. Crusaders. That was a quick answer. Maybe that's just because you still don't like the Stormers, but I don't know. I I look, look, I will, I'll support the Stormers. It's like difficult for me to say. I'll support the Stormers, but the Crusaders are going to win. The Crusaders are still good. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's, it, it's going to be a lot closer than it, was, than it would have been in previous years, for sure. And uh, the Stormers stand a much better chance of winning that game, but uh, still think Crusaders are class. No, I, I think it would be the Crusaders. You just can't bet against them in a final. And I learned that lesson the hard way this weekend. <laughs> but then, yeah. Uh, Ronnie, just a question. You you had a bet going with one of your colleagues about the Bills and Stormers. Does this mean you had to end up parting with 500 Rand? It is indeed the case. I thought that was a pretty good bet, to be fair. Uh, had he or had the Stormers lost, I would have got to choose his music that he plays through his headphones the whole day. And it would have been a nice rendition of steve hoffman's the global non-stop <laughs> that would have been quite good that would have been very annoying for him but okay you parted <laughs> with your 500 rand so okay that's I, I didn't shall we talk about the elephant in the room what's the elephant in the room 
the barbarian smashing England. Oh, oh, that was something, eh, Ronnie? Like, that wasn't just a win. And I think, I think, I'm not seeing enough about it in the media. The barbarians absolutely demolished England. And I mean, some of the, some of the antics there that barbarians did, like kicking the ball back of your heel as a lock. I mean, that is, that is, that is just ultimate disrespect to you, England. You guys. But saying that, actually, there were quite a number of forward kicks throughout the weekend. Did you see Bismarck, Duplessis punt? Salman Murat punted the ball as well in the final. And then George Crew having and, a field day, three conversions, a lock. And Pablo Matera kicking uh, a grabber in the Crusaders versus Blues final uh, for Severis to score. So oh, exactly. Pablo Matera the, kicked that grabber. <laughs> the, the, the weekend of the forwards. <laughs> yeah, I think you should change it from to forwards can kick two. Yeah. Yes, no, that was pretty impressive. But yeah, 52-21 win for the Barbarians. Guys, if you have yeah. not yet watched that game, go and watch it. Fabian Galtier, <laughs> absolute beast as a coach, pulling together a lot of the French players there. Trevor Nyakane was playing, and what a game it was. They dismantled England. They did it with 14 men for a whole half. Will Skelton being the first ever player to get a red card. For the barbarians. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's difficult for Will Skelton to really bend low and tackle someone. So there's kind of a mitigation there. But anyways, he got red carded, which shame that really sucks. Barbarians still with that managed to absolutely destroy England. Granted, it was England's like, you know, second choice teams and, and whatnot, because a lot of the Oaks are playing in the premiership. And But honestly, that should never happen. A team like the barbarians that just gets together essentially and does a you know does a captain shadow practice should not be able to beat England like that. No, that's for sure. It was a very humbling, humbling victory over or for the English to suffer that loss. I think that was quite a surprise from them. Hey Ronnie. And then absolutely if Ronnie will permit me, I'd like to give a last shout out. And this one is going to short and straight in our Super Brew pool. That's Alistair Robbins. He won the he won the league for the URC. Very very well done, Alistair. 155.25 points overall. Uh, he narrowly beat out Leon and Ricky Rue. Leon in 155. So 0.25 separating the winner there. What an mm, epic well season! Well done to you. Well done, you guys beat Ronnie and I. So well done on that. And, and, who, then, and did I beat you? or Did you beat me? I beat you. Oh, okay, sure. Another one. <laughs> if you have to ask. And then, yeah, last thing, new tournament starting up that for the July internationals. Please, guys, sign up, join us. Ronnie's there. I'm there. Belinda's there. Harry's there. Liam's there. Come and play against all of us. Compete with us. We can't wait to see how the international season unfolds. We will be giving away some prizes, so check our page on Monday for that. Pool code is edit swab. Unfortunately, we don't get to pick these codes, but that's E D. I-T-S-W-A-B. So yeah, guys, come Can you use it in a sentence, please? Unfortunately, I can't. That was quite a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted you there. Carry on. Yeah, Ronnie, what do you have for us in your two cents this week? All right. So uh, yeah, I do have something this week that I would like to rant about. Rant about. I, you know, of you've actually given you me do. such a complex about that word. I don't, I don't really don't know how to say it. So rant whatever Ronnie's two cents anyways let me just add what I want to say this week we also had the semi-finals that took place and the semi-finals for the curry cup and the Greek was obviously going through and beating 
you know, going through as well as, uh, sorry, I'm, I'm struggling to say these words right now because I'm so, so angry at the moment. But the Greek was going through as well as the Pumas, the Pumas from the Lofeld, but absolute legends, you know, they're my kind of people. They are my people. We're just all bloody legends. But anyways, your Kats, people. it's just Luke White now. So Chad Small um, is the, the coach for the Blue Bulls and he decides that in his post-match interview, he's going to put a comment about putting the Curry Cup up in a museum and how he isn't able to select the best players to, to play in the Curry Cup. And you know what? If you're not going to be able to select the best players, then you might as well, you know, like he said, put the Curry Cup up in a museum and call it the Vodacom Cup. And I thought that was just incredibly and un- unbelievably distasteful as a coach. And I'm actually shocked him. that he said that. I didn't even hear this at all. That Did is you, heavily yeah, that's, out of line, Khatsmol. So, so, so Khatsmol said, said, you know, how can how can we be expected to to do this if we take if we take part in two different competitions and we can't select our best players? You know, we should put the Curry Cup in the museum and call it the Vodacom Cup. And I just thought that was incredibly unfair because if you, as a player, are playing for that Bulls team in the Curry Cup and your coach goes and says that, that, you know, you're not one of the best players, how must that that feel to you? I mean, that's just ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Do you think he has Jimmy Stonehouse's number? Because that guy could be the one that's complaining. So listen to me. So Jimmy Stonehouse then, in his uh, post-match interview, you know, he's just a lacquer dude. He says, you know what? I've heard comments this recently about, you know, putting the Curry Cup up in, in a museum. And I just think it's incredibly unfair. We work incredibly hard and, you know, we deserve the credit that, that we're given. And I thought, geez, you know, Jimmy Stonehouse, bloody legend. But I don't, I haven't seen anyone call out Chad Small uh, with respect to him making those comments about, you know, putting the Curry Cup up in the museum. And I just think, you know, it's, it's, it's uncalled for. It's absolute rubbish and somebody should at the blue bulls union should reprimand it because had the bulls won they would have been like well this is fantastic the bulls are great they can be in two separate finals at the same time Uh, it doesn't work like that Um, yeah i think i'm going to do some research here and i'm going to call him out because that's not do that that's not not the kind of comment that you make that's a comment from a sore loser and sorry but heavily out of line out of line yeah, out of line. line absolutely and on that note actually very well done to the pumas and griquas i hate to say it because ronnie's smiling his smug smile here now the giant slayers are in the final the giant slayers i was almost going to not say anything about that but you're absolutely <laughs> right i'm so right i've been saying it all season both of them are giant slayers and there they go that tasted really bad in my mouth saying that you were right but yes ronnie you were indeed <laughs> Thank you thank you thank you so, right, so take me to, take us on to Saturday, mr nick yeah, well, since you were right about that, Ronnie, let's get onto the part of the podcast where you're always wrong, or at least mostly wrong. Today, I'm going to ask you to name the player slash coach. All right. The clues are a little bit out there this week to keep things interesting. And because you've gotten the last few, I needed to, to change it up a little bit. So this player slash coach, his favorite band is The Cure. He was the head coach of Ikes from 2008 to 2010. He coached at Italian side Roma. This guy holds an LLB law degree, a master's degree in business administration, and a degree in creative writing. Along with that, he's already published two novels, and he used to play at hooker. What are your questions, Ronald? All right. So, favorite band? Who did you say it was? The Cure. Can you can you give me some background? Some of the songs that they've sung. Yeah, I have no idea it, who the Cure is. It's Friday, I'm in love. That's the song I'll give you. That's probably their, their best known song. How does that go? 
yeah, unfortunately, I'm not going to give you a rendition of the song here. You know, copyright laws and all. And, and you know, this guy has a law degree, so he might take me on for that. The cure, you gave me the song. Okay. And he, he mentioned he had two novels. What novels? What are the names of the two novels? So funny, funny names for books. I haven't actually read them myself, but the first was called The Year of the Gherkin. And the second what? was the year, the year of the turnip. <laughs> he got a bit of a character and he played hooker. He did. He indeed played hooker. I don't actually have a... Look, can I give you a name? I don't have a third... I don't have a third that question. was a third question. Uh, okay. Uh, is it John Dobson? I don't know, Ronnie. Like everyone else, you're going to have to wait for Saturday to get the answer. You know, the drill clues will be posted throughout the week. And yeah, you can keep your eyes glued to the social media and see if you can, you can get that answer out there. Ronnie seems to think he's got it. And then, yeah, guys, just a bit of news from the punted side. We're going to start bringing you the podcast on a Wednesday, with it being the international season. You know, the box squad gets announced on Tuesdays. So we'll be covering that, bringing it to you fresh on a Wednesday morning. Don't forget to share the podcast with your mates, all the boys, even the ones in the UK. You know, they need some rugby culture in their lives. And the girls. And the girls. And the girls for sure. And yeah, guys, keep sharing, posting, liking, commenting. We really appreciate all the support we've gotten. And we're actually chasing the big 50 this week. Almost, almost there in terms of listeners, 50,000. So we're very, very grateful for that. Oh, that's absolutely lucky. And you mentioned we're going to start putting out the podcast on a Wednesday. Wednesdays it is, hey, Ronnie? Yeah, we're going we're to try our best. There we go. All right, guys, catch you back here next week, Wednesday. Wednesday.